Oh my. Well, a major winter storm is well still uh, still going on, but it will, I promise you, will exit the northeast in short order or at least at some point during tonight. Meanwhile, we've got winter storm warnings, flood watches, and strong winds in the west across the deep south. We're all freezing to death down here uh, as we have freeze warnings for, the, for a second night in a row. And who is this mystery person riding a snowblower and shoveling snow off the pavement today? We'll reveal that mystery person tonight on the Joe and Joe Weather Show. I guess he missed his cue. Brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York, in southwest Suffolk County on Long Island, serving the entire New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, tri-state area. As uh, we are making the transition over from winter to spring, they've got topsoil, sand, and uh, mulch, and you might, even need some salt uh, because of the uh, wet roads out on Long Island that are freezing up uh, in some places or will be during the overnight period. 631-756-1125 is the phone number. Nowhere can you find better prices and the website is... Omni True... Wait a minute. Let's do it all together now. OmniTrueValue.com <laughs> So... Do I look like I'm a little different tonight, Joe? No, you do. I mean, you know, first off, if you just if you moved over just a a hair to your right, uh, mm -hmm. you would you would you would have an you'd have it in no the other way you would uh, the other way. No, the, I want the halo over your head. <laughs> you'd have the halo over your head, angelic as you are. So, uh, That's, I just want to explain that I am doing the show tonight from the dinner table. And my daughter on my right and my wife on my left, Renata, the executive producer. And here I am. Yeah, that was her hand. And, and the reason why we're at the dinner table is that we have spent the better part of the day, not just once, but twice with the infamous snowblower, who I, just a few weeks ago, I was lamenting the fact to it, oh, you haven't done anything so far for me this year. And who knows, you may go through the rest of the winter without doing anything, but this is the second time, and this was the biggest time so far 10.8 inches here at the home base joe and it is still snowing yeah i, I have the picture up of you pushing the snowblower there on the screen and uh yeah pretty impressive uh it, it uh joe this is this is what happens with upper lows you know we've been talking about that that upper low the last couple of days moving across southern pennsylvania and off the central new jersey coast and you get to that band that's usually 40 to 120 miles north of where the upper low tracks gets hammered with snow. Well, that's pretty much what happened. And and the other thing is, and we should emphasize that Joe's, your amount is impressive. And actually Sal Patchy, who's in North Putnam County in Kent, okay, he had 19 where he, he is. He put it up on no, his uh, chat board. This wasn't a contest. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I understand. But my point is uh, that there's a lot of variability in terms of who got what in, as far as amounts are concerned. And there were folks, you know, in North Jersey, for example, uh, in Morris County, uh, there were people, parts of Morris County hardly saw anything. Other parts of Morris County got five, six, seven inches 
Again, all depending on on elevation. Same for Sussex County. Uh, uh, you you could almost go from one town to, to the next and find find different snow amounts. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, there were more than enough places that that got uh, above six inches, and also more than enough places that got double digits. Well, I'll tell you what happened with me, and uh, I tell you, we we had up until midnight last night. The rain gauge uh, registered 0.56 inches of rain. And I said to Renata, I said, ain't no way in the world that we're going to get any kind of accumulation unless, unless, as Joe, you, Joe, were correct, and we somehow ended up under the comma head and got some intensity out of this. Well, sure enough, 1235, Perry Mason, one of my favorite late night shows, came to an end. I didn't particularly like the- Which, uh, which episode was it? Oh, this was this was one of the uh, this was season four. Okay, I I I forget the name and I forget the overall. Joe, I, you're asking me questions here. <laughs> I'm kind of totally discombobulated right now. What was Della wearing? Uh, okay, go on. <laughs> Twelve thirty-five. The show ends. I look and I see the Twilight Zone, and it wasn't a particularly good episode, at least for me, not one of my favorite. So I said, okay, I'm going to bed. And at 12.35, shut everything off, went to bed. 2.05 a.m., I, I wake up, and I look out the window of our bedroom, and the deck is covered. It is, it is completely white, which is expected because, as I said, the first thing that is going to uh, accumulate snow on are the colder surfaces like wooden decks, uh, car tops, trees, grass, and everything. What really was surprising, though, was when I went to the other side of the house, looked out, and saw the driveway was completely covered. And I said, "You've got to be kidding!" And then it threw your, it threw your, it threw your, your whole plan uh, that we talked, you talked about last night, threw it completely out the window. Yes, absolutely. But you know what? I looked up and uh, turned on the uh, the floodlights around the house. Joe, the snow was coming down moderate to heavily, but also the snowflakes were about the size of quarters and half dollars. Some of the biggest snowflakes I've seen in a long time, but coming down at a very intense rate. And I said, well, no wonder everything is sticking. I mean, look at this. It's, it's pouring down snow. Pretty and, much. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the models were alluding to the fact that we were going to have a, a burst, if you will, at around 2 a.m. Um, and in fact, uh, the F-Gen corresponded to that very, very well uh, at the uh, 700 millibar level, uh, corresponding to the fact. And it actually petered out to almost nothing by 6 a.m. We were kind of like in a hole, though. And then wrapping around the low uh, was another surge of snow. Yeah, I saved, of... I, I saved a radar, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll bring that up. Hang on a second. Keep going. <laughs> We had a couple of bands of very heavy snow that came rolling through during the daylight hours. And now, right now, as I speak to you, at about a quarter to eight in the evening, it's still snowing, but teeny, tiny flakes. But the temperatures held all day long at 33 degrees. Now they dropped to 32. And in spite of the fact that these are teeny, tiny little flakes, every well, I mean, we were just out there. We blew off uh, the second round of snow, scraped and everything. Turn around and it was like, oh, guess what? We already have a quarter of an inch back on the uh, driveway. Every single flake is sticking. Yeah. And yeah. all I can say now is we're just waiting for the last flake to fall. 
but that's that's how it was up here in P- Putnam Valley well, today. I, I say I saved the radar from the loop from 3:30 this afternoon because it it really shows what happens in these big storms. You get banding, and if you look at where the the uh, the, the radar echoes are. The low center at this point was sitting probably somewhere north of Cape Cod. There was actually another low. You know, we talked about the fact that there was going to be a low close to where the upper low was going to uh, going to be, sort of pulling it. And there was actually a second low that was sitting right over the Twin Forks for a good part of this morning into early afternoon. And and, and if you just look at where the dark green echoes are you you get these bands whenever you get these storms that involve these closed off upper lows you wind up with these bands of snow and if you get into those bands you could snow pretty hard and sometimes those bands can sit over an area over several hours or more but if you're on either side of that you're not seeing very much so at at this point at 3 30 in the afternoon for example if you were uh, in New York City and into Northeast New Jersey, it was kind, of, and, and also uh, in Orange County at that time, you were in a hole. And then there was a band that uh, ran through northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, north of Scranton, because Scranton only got three inches out of this. Anthony Orr uh, sent me a message about that. But uh, there was a, a band that extended down in, into into central New Jersey and even got. You know, not quite to Atlantic City, but pretty close. Now, a lot of this didn't stick. That was down in New Jersey, for example, in Central and South Jersey. A few areas reporting minor accumulations. For some of those areas, it might have even been the first snows that they saw pretty much all winter. But uh, when, when you get these situations where you get these upper lows, when they track to the south, and in this case, it tracked you know, pretty much right along the border of Pennsylvania and New Jersey or just north of there, you set up for your heaviest snows in an area uh, that uh, runs about 40 to 120 or so miles north of the low center. Sometimes it could be wider than that. Uh, in, in this particular case, uh, the big snows went all the way up into the Adirondacks, uh, in, into Vermont, New Hampshire, into the mountains of Vermont, New Hampshire, where there were a lot of areas that had 20-inch plus amounts. But... Uh, the one thing, at least along the coast of Long Island, I'm going to get rid of this radar loop, and then I'm going to just go to uh, the current one. Let me give this a quick refresh so we can see what's going on. And, you know, we're kind of getting close to the end of this, uh, where uh, there's still some heavier snow uh, in East in, in Suffolk County on Long Island. That's beginning to start to thin out. Uh, there's a, a steadier snow in southwestern Connecticut. That's beginning to thin out. There's still some bands of snow up around the Albany area uh, on either side. Of course, you have uh, snow going on in the eastern half of Massachusetts. Boston's changed over to snow after getting a ton of rain uh, early in the day. You know, All of this now is going to start to pull away in the next couple of hours, and the whole general western air part of the area here is is starting uh, to weaken out but uh take a look at these i uh, i got the snow amounts at least the map where did i do with it it's here somewhere uh there it is so this is from the national weather service in albany and this was as of uh 3:53 p.m. uh this evening uh this afternoon and i mean some of these numbers very very impressive 
uh, up in the Adirondacks. You had a 31 print. I don't know what what, what uh, spot that is. I know that Saratoga Springs, as of this morning, had about 12. Uh, so uh, these numbers are, are going to get updated. Uh, also, big snow amounts in the Berkshires. Uh, you're seeing uh, numbers uh, in the uh, 20 to 25 inch range extending into southern uh, vermont uh outside of uh, of uh, boston yet fitchburg and and worcester uh doing uh, very well out of this in the catskills our uh chuck cardillo had a 20 uh and i think he's still uh adding to that number uh but again the southern end of this if this had come at night joe if this had come at night uh, you, we probably would have put down a good, I would say, a good three to six inches along uh, along the coastal areas. Uh, but that it fell, a lot of people said that, it, uh, that they had snow for seven, eight, nine hours that was falling moderate to even occasionally heavy, and hardly any of it stuck because it fell in the daytime and the temperatures were sitting at 34, 35 right. uh, in, in most of the coastal areas. Right, and in fact, a lot of people who uh, lived down in uh, southern Westchester, uh, the Yonkers area, and even as close to me as Peekskill, all saying, you know, wow, we did it. it's been snowing for such a long time, but we haven't had anywhere near the numbers that you're reporting or uh, the numbers that you're seeing up in Putnam Valley. And again, what we have been saying since uh, the weekend, Saturday, and su- well, not Saturday, but from Sunday, the, the key, one of the keys for this will be elevation. I am at 500 feet above sea level, and I've got so far 10 inches of snow. So I guess you could say that for every 100 feet that I was above sea level, I had an inch of snow. And that's, well, that's the story. And a, a place a place that, again, was 900 or 1,000 feet above sea level to begin, begin with, those are the places that are getting bombed with the heaviest of uh, snow amounts. Uh, there were a few places on the north shore of Long Island, by the way, uh, in Suffolk County, that had picked up uh, about an inch to an inch and a half by late afternoon. And considering that they got that next, that uh, that last snow band, that heavier snow band is still sitting over parts of, 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 of the eastern half of Long Island, uh, I'll bet you we'll probably see a couple of places that wind up with the two, two and a half, or maybe even an odd three-inch number will, will, will show up. We'll have to wait probably till tomorrow morning to get uh, final reports. By the way, Bogey's Bees tonight hitting the tip jar, the Super Chat tip jar. Thank you very much, Bogey's Bees. And, and a big hello to everybody. Forgot to say it at the beginning. Welcome to everybody on the chat board. Um, welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show. If you are new or you're lurking in the background, uh, subscribe to the to uh, my YouTube channel, and you can watch the Joe and Joe Weather Show, which is on every night, or most every night, Monday through Thursday at 7.35, Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. There will be some schedule changes coming up, and we'll talk about those toward the end of the program today. Oh, really? Yes. Um, I, I I just remembered that I needed to tell you this, so I'll, I'll, we'll do it on the air. Uh, 72 likes so far. Thank you for those of you who've hit the like button. Uh, if you like the show, bang the like button. And that's because we like to be liked and we love it when we go over 100 likes. So anyway, on, uh, that note, uh, let's, uh, let's roll along here to give you the uh, latest satellite loop. By the way, uh, I had my low this morning here, 27. And my high this afternoon, 41. 
Wow. And and they're forecasting uh, lows tonight uh, down to 23 uh, in town, which means I could be as much as 18 or 17 or as little as 18 or 17 by tomorrow morning. And I have to tell you, now we had some really brutal days this winter, particularly the, the when the bitter air that came down uh, at Christmas time and we wound up going below zero. Um, I had a bunch of days last week where temperatures were in the 70s, and I've had one day where we went over the 80-degree mark. So for me, it was like that first cold day that you experience coming out of the the fall, the fall where your body's not used to it. Well, that's how I felt t- today. It was very hard to be outside on top of the fact that it took, you know, barely got out of the 30s. We had a screaming wind for most of the day. And when that wind howls down the mountain, you feel it goes right down into your bones. Meanwhile, uh, as beautiful as it was in the southeast, it was uh, not nice at all in the northeast with this coastal storm uh, with rain and wind. And and we also had uh, some coastal flooding, although I spoke to Bill Goodman earlier and he said that the coastal flooding was not as as, uh, bad as they thought it might be. So that, that that's there's certainly upside when that happens. And meanwhile, you can see out in the West, the the next round of endless uh, moisture and rain and snow has moved inland. uh, And uh, there's more Pacific moisture coming and more storminess coming for the western part of the United States. Winter storm warnings up again for the Sierra Nevadas. High wind warnings, flood watches, flood advisories are up for much of the state, also for much of Nevada or Nevada. Winter storm warnings peppering parts of Utah and western Colorado, west, uh, western Wyoming, uh, up into Idaho, and a number of counties in the great state of Montana with the next weather system coming out. And as we said on the latest radars, we'll widen out a few showers along the, the uh, Louisiana Gulf Coast. While I mean, it's absolutely beautiful here today. Uh, sunshine-wise anyway, but not from temperature-wise. And you can see the moisture in the west in California that has come inland uh, as the rains and snows continue there and then the snows uh, up into Utah uh, and into Idaho. And that weather system is going to be heading for the Great Lakes in the uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, while speaking of California... I see somebody on the chat board, Rayo Coins... That's a new one. Okay. Snowing, snowing on the map. Well, if he's, if he's Rayo coins, let him toss a few in the tip jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as subtle as a garlic sandwich. Well, <laughs> hardly likely, Tom Contino, that he's a cousin. Um, you know, I did. Uh, if he's in Massachusetts, I do not have anybody or any relatives, to my knowledge who is in uh, Massachusetts. However, there are a lot of rayos out there. So there you go. Dry dry no-go or dry end-go. Thank you so much for hitting the uh, the chat uh, board tonight. Um, super chat. First time, long time, eight inches of snow, Pocono Lake. Nice. Very nice. All right. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm amazed at two... Th- I'm I'm amazed at the fact that we spoke about variability. We spoke about elevation, and uh, and I'm I'm and I think we did it probably ad nauseum over the last three days plus. 
And there, it's amazing how many people still didn't get the message. And I'll, I'll come back to that uh, in, in uh, just a little bit. By the way, uh, this is not Joe Rayo, uh, but this is some person sitting, and, and uh, Johnny Quest sent this to me. This is Bear Valley in California. And uh, you see it on one side, what it looks like when there's no snow. And you see it on the other side, on the right, of what oh it looks God. like right now, with the man standing right at the top of that uh, telephone pole or electrical pole or whatever it is. I wonder if that's, that's Mr. McBeavy. I wonder if that's Mr. McBeavy. <laughs> Who's Mr. McBeavy? Yeah, you're obviously not an Andy Griffith fan. I don't remember Mr. B- McBeavy. Who was he? It was, it, 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 Opie ran into somebody who uh, apparently climbs trees because he's got special shoes. On, oh, on yeah. No, I didn't see that episode. And he's got a metal hat and he does a magic. He takes a cigarette and he puts the smoke in the hand and he makes it seem like it's coming out of his ear. Anyway, Opie tells Andy about this and Andy's a little distressed because purportedly Mr. McVeevee also gave him money for ice cream. And, uh, you know, he's never supposed to take money from a stranger. And he doesn't believe that there's a Mr. McVeevee. But there is. There was. So when I see somebody all the way up near the top of a power pole there. Actually, it's not a power pole. The uh, the folks on the chat board have corrected me as I look closer. Yes, it's a ski lift. But he's still at oh, the top okay. of the pole. I mean, that's got to be, I don't know how many feet up in the air. Well, you know, Joe, how much snow have they been saying California got? I mean, No, I, thought- I know. He's at the very top. That's amazing. I would have bought it. I would have bought into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a look at where we're going over the next seven days. First off, let's look at WPC's seven-day rainfall uh, forecast. And actually, we're going to catch a break in terms of actually liquid precip forecast. I, I keep saying rain, um, but uh, it's liquid precip. And it's actually less than a quarter of an inch in uh, much of the area from eastern Pennsylvania to southern New England, to central New England, down into northern Virginia, uh, at a couple of tenths to maybe at most a, a quarter of an inch. Uh, you have to get down into North Carolina. You start to get into the three quarters of an inch to an inch and across much of Georgia back through the Gulf states and into uh, East Texas. We're talking about half, one and a half to maybe as much as two and a half inches in some places. Up and down the West Coast, uh, a little bit less because a couple of storms have come in over the last few days. So uh, we still are showing several to many in- inches of precip for the Sierra Nevadas. Not all of that is going to be snow. Uh, lower elevations are going to see rain and a ton of it, and also some heavy rains of several inches in in Southern California. The uh, probability for at least two as this winds down, um, it's mostly up in, into interior New England now as the storm begins to pull away. And also we have... High probabilities in the uh, areas in the northern Wisconsin, northernmost Michigan, including the Upper Peninsula and northeastern Minnesota. And then we come up with uh, some higher probabilities uh, back into Montana, western Wyoming, snaking down through Utah, western Colorado, and of course, uh, the Sierra Nevadas uh, in, uh, in California. Now, where are we going with all of this weather-wise. Well, we'll take a look at the latest GFS and see where what adventure it takes us on. Uh, takes us on. Tom uh, Contino's already. 
Tom Contina's already asking, when's the next storm? <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. So, you know what? <laughs> let's let's do the upper air. Let's do the upper air. Honestly, I really hope this is the last one. This one, you, I guess because I was not have, having anything to do during the wintertime and doing it now, I, I, I kind of want it to be over with. It was it was just a struggle through January and February, not having you know at least a couple of storms to to, to talk about. Uh, this one has emotionally drained me. All right, so the upper low lifts out, and uh, as that pulls out, a new upper low forms in the Western Lakes. But this one is not going to be diving down into Pennsylvania and off the uh, Jersey coast. This one's going to swing across the Great Lakes. And that'll bring a cold front with some showers here uh, probably on uh, Thursday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My my timing's a little off. So so here comes that upper trough. Do I got the right? Yeah, this is heading into uh, Friday, which is St. Patrick's Day. And then we've got this trough swinging through over the weekend. And that lifts out. Still a little bit blocky up in the northern latitudes there. A uh, couple of this is the season when you get into the spring months, you start to see cutoffs. And if you take a look uh, here in, in 10 days, uh, you've got three of them. You have one that's supposedly near Bermuda. You've got another one that's in Minnesota, and you've got another one off the west coast. Uh, this you start to see more and more of these cutoff lows in the springtime. And 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 Joe. Uh, it, it makes it problematic going forward because uh, you, you, it, instead of having a, a, a nice, even west-to-east flow, you've got these cutoffs, you've got a number of different systems, jet streams running all over the place. It probably means that I, I, you shouldn't put too much faith in what any single run does uh, over uh, going forward because you just don't know where these cutoff lows are going to be. That's absolutely true. And the funniest thing I've seen on the chat board to this point is um, is King James II, who's saying, what do you mean another storm coming? Half the area didn't get one inch from this storm. <laughs> right. Again, variability. I had to tell I, I had to tell this cursed wretch on Facebook that the world did not re- revolve around her zip code. She... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It was that kind of a day for me. I spent I spent half my time blocking people on Facebook. It was so much fun. I'm hoping that the uh, local town highway department doesn't block us because, uh, in fact, we didn't even bother. We have a long driveway, Joe, and at the end of the driveway on this second pass, we didn't even bother to open it up to the street uh, or clear the snow to the street because we're just assuming that uh, sometime during the overnight, uh, the dear old uh, gentleman with the big plows will come down our road and uh, just, you know, right in yeah. front of our driveway. J- so. James Davidson on the chat board, because, you know, him and Adam Lowe always have everything all figured out. He says any storm that we would get, it would be <clears throat> rain completely, just like this one was, right? Just like <laughs> this one uh, and just like the one, what, a week and a half ago? Okay. But just, uh, you know, I'm just putting it out there, you know. Because uh, after all, you guys know everything. So anyway, here we go. Pulling this low away to the northeast, uh, we will have that wind, by the way, is going to be cranking tonight. That's actually probably a positive because that might help to keep the temperatures up a little bit and help dry the ground up so that there's not a 
whole lot of uh, re, uh, freezing or refreezing tomorrow morning. Uh, but I, Joe, I think the wind is probably going to stay up in, through the day tomorrow because it's going to be it, it's March. You got a strong sun. You got a cold air mass. You got an upper low that's pulling out. It's going to be a lot of mixing. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's probably going to be pretty gusty, and the gradient is still relatively tight into the afternoon. So you might have to wait until Thursday for the winds to, to ease substantially, I would think. Well, I have to tell you, Joe, quite honestly, aside from looking at the radar through the course of the day to see how all this was panning out for me. and oh, you, didn't, you didn't have time. I get it. I didn't have time to really you know, get too deep into the weather, but um, I'm hoping that I'm going to go out right after the show again and uh, maybe do a little bit of scraping and put the snowblower back into the garage because I don't think we're going to be doing any more blowing tonight. But uh, uh, And already my, my daughter, who's a teacher, uh, said that her school is on a two-hour delay tomorrow. And I, I suspect with all this snow, maybe she might even have another snow day tomorrow. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> another snow day? Our last one. Oh, it's your last well, one. Well, you might, might as well use it then. No, because then we get it back on Memorial Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, here's your next low. Goes to the lake. So it looks like uh, you see what's coming out from the west, from California into the Rockies. That low is going to go up into uh, the western lakes. So there'll probably be some decent snows that come out of the Rockies and head through the uh, central and northern plains and eventually into the upper Midwest with the low sitting up near Sault Ste. Marie. Looks like we'll get a cold front here with some showers late on Friday. And then a kind of a chilly weekend, especially Sunday. Sunday, probably not much back into the low and mid-40s, perhaps, uh, for highs. Which, which for this time of year, by the way, is starting to, you know, that's about 5 degrees below average. We should be starting to push 50 by uh, around uh, March right. 20th. And then right. after that, the models have been kind of signaling something coming out of the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, which the European takes up up the up the entire coast, just inland of the coast, and makes for another big in, uh, makes for another uh, inland snowstorm uh, with a, with a low, you know, pretty much a coast hugger all the way up. The GFS was doing that last night. Then it kind of started to suppress everything to the south because it cuts it off and brings it to the southeast, mainly because it's got all more Pacific energy coming in, and we don't know if that's necessarily correct. The timing could be different as, as the Europeans' timing is different. Uh, so uh, this would be for uh, the middle part of next week if it were to happen. So that probably will be our next focus of attention uh, in the coming days. But in the meantime, um, after we do, every time we deal with the storm and we get to this point, Joe, I, I kind of get mentally fried. So... Right, my... Um... Well, I'm just not mentally. I'm physically fried. <laughs> okay. So, do you want to uh, do you want to do Briller Jeopardy tomorrow instead, since you have things yeah, to, do to do and you got to eat? I hate to do this to the champ. No, I'm 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 finished. But I'm just I'm just, I just want to relax for a few minutes because, like right. I said, I'm probably going to go back out again, um, and uh, I have to put the snowblower away anyway. Um, okay. So here's the thing. So. Um, I can't do a show on Sunday, and I don't know whether I'll even be back in time to do one Sunday night. So for now, if if I do come back Sunday uh, time Sunday night, it'll probably be a, an eight o'clock show or maybe even an eight thirty show. So 
the Sunday show's in flux. We'll make a decision on that uh, tomorrow. And also early next week, I have a I have a medical thing I got to do. Yeah. So <laughs> that's on okay. that's on Tuesday. Okay. I, he, Tom Tom Contino, you have my email address. And I don't know if he has yours, Joe, but he posted he something does. that really piqued my interest here. Anyone see the terrible news about Doug Geed and Danielle Campbell going to oh, miss among Doug others? Trump? Well, that was the whole. I told you that that there was, um, you know, the the, the fact buyouts. that they offered buyouts to not just the not just the on air people, but even technical staff that uh-huh. had been there for ages. You know, people that have been there since since I was there back in the late eighties. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, they got rid of they gave buyouts and got rid of just about every anybody who had any kind of of uh, of seniority and, and and longevity there uh, was basically told uh, take this or we're firing you. So it, it's very sad. It's that very is sad. sad. That is sad. Both uh, I've, I I was just uh, talking you know in cyberspace with Doug a couple of weeks ago when I was out on Long Island. There's a place on the North Shore of Long Island called Millneck, and they have like a wonderful Apple Festival right around Columbus Day weekend. And uh, we always used to see each other, uh, his wife, his son, uh, you know, Renata and I and our kids. We, we, had, a, we had a ball. And uh, I, I hadn't been in touch with Doug for a long time. And I said a few weeks ago, I said, you still go to Milnek? And he said, oh, Milnek, I love it. <laughs> so that's, but that's, that, that is sad. Doug is uh, one of the class um, people in this business. And it figures, you know, around. Uh, the, the the ownership that owns News Twelve now, I mean, that's it, in a way, I'm 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 shocked, but I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. And Danielle too, Danielle Campbell, another another very nice person. So oh yeah, great people. It's very sad. It it, it just, but that's unfortunately, that's television. You know, it's, that's definitely that's definitely television. TV news. No, it's 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 a bunch of European hacks. Who came in, had enough money to buy Cablevision from the Dolan family, and then after out and out lying to them, saying we will continue your legacy of wonderful newscasts and uh, television and whatever. No, the 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 ink was no sooner dry on the contract, but everybody uh, who was there, uh, many uh, many as you just mentioned, many of the longer term people were suddenly told uh, goodbye, and uh, that was that. All right, you know what, folks? Joe and I are both tired. It's been a long bunch of days getting to this point today, and you're especially tired because you had a ton of snow to shovel. Uh, I'm going to go put my fireplace on and watch a little television. So we'll be back tomorrow night at 7.35. So everybody have a great night. Thanks to those of you who hit Super Chat. Thank you for the 120 likes. We'll see you tomorrow. Night, everybody. Good night, folks.